You have found Health Dose, a health and wellness-based conversational podcast. I'm Jerry O'Donnell, and on this episode of Health Dose, we're going to explore some of the benefits of Chinese martial arts and how it is helping many people, including those with limited mobility, lead healthier, safer lives. Justin Bobick, DPT, is a physical therapist at MidMichigan Health Park in Freeland. Health Dose asked Justin, how do you explain Tai Chi to your clients? Uh, I actually do start with the origin story of it, which was emphasizing the training that I had at the time too, just to kind of set the picture. So what I learned from it was it's a form of Chinese martial arts and it was mixed with Qui-Gon. I will apologize for any mispronunciations, <laughs> but it kind of focused on mixing a calmness to it and a balance, which also affects Taoism in the Chinese culture. And historically, circling back to the Taoism, there's speculation that it either started around anywhere from the 15th to the 8th century and it was considered like a romantic lineage behind its background so they have like a specific royal guards in a certain province kind of created it but then when they started digging it deeper they found out it was more so with around i believe the 16th century was the main focus of when it actually formed and that was considered to be with I believe it was a Chen Wang Ting was the name of the guy who started it. This person's focus was to try and get a complementary yin-yang type balance of movement, slow, coordinated. And that's why it kind of caught my interest to look into further. So the special form that I looked into was called the Sun form, which was exactly that. And the ideas that focused on balance, fall wrists, and then also gentle movements for addressing arthritis concerns. What's kind of interesting with that is the teacher that created the program through the Tai Chi Health Institute. He actually started it specifically because of all those reasons. Surprisingly, though, it was when he was extremely young and was experiencing malnutrition issues and had to address juvenile arthritis. So he immediately kind of self-treated in the long term and he wasn't expected to walk and he's walking around teaching classes now. So it's kind of interesting to see what kind of progress he was able to make from that. I think the average person understands that Tai Chi is a form mm-hmm. of martial arts. Yes. But you nailed it right there when you said it's about balance and strength. And mm-hmm. in some Eastern cultures, mental and emotional and, and spiritual balance and mm-hmm. body balance and strength, those are all connected. Yes. And is that kind of what Tai Chi is all about, that mind, body, spirit? Yes. And another thing, back to the balance and fall situation, it's creating that calm kind of in the mental storm, so to speak. Because I mean, one of the biggest risks of falls, for example, is a fear of falling. So if you give these people more confidence, teach them methods to control their balance better, they're going to have better outcomes from it. So Justin, how do you incorporate Tai Chi with physical therapy? What's the connection for you as a clinician? So with my balance and vertigo training, even dizziness, and then just people are familiar with the weakness part, treating that as well. It ties all those together. So back to the coordinated slow movements, you're giving people coordination, stability improvements, and then just trying to either hold a position or move through it, you're building on their strength as well for that. And your area of focus, is it both fall prevention and arthritis? And what's the connection point between those two and how are they dissimilar? Well, with the uh, form I was trained under, that soon form, they 
find addressing both of them, not necessarily purposefully simultaneously, but they found that it's beneficial for them both anyway. So the big thing with arthritis is that you're doing a form of martial arts, so to speak, that's very low impact. I know a lot of people are worried about high impact type things, especially with arthritis. So this is why it's a very good thing for that. I mean, I could have someone with arthritis doing an exercise where it might be a lunge or a squat where it's more jostling while this is more almost like flowing across the floor as you're moving through it. And I've even used modifications in a seated position if it's too much just to work on the upper body first and then allow to unweight the lower half, but still maintain the Tai Chi form. Mm-hmm. I have talked to other sports medicine mm-hmm. physicians and, and experts who said that even above cardiovascular core training is more important for the elderly to prevent falls. Just how important is having that core training and how does Tai Chi work into that? Yeah, definitely uh, posture components are mixed into the Tai Chi. The main thing with the posture and core is a lot of people will tend to be hunched over in older age. It's kind of a protective mechanism. So you'll see them either leaning forward on a walker or a cane, even if they're upright without an assisted device, they still tend to lean forward. And you'll hear repetitive themes of, I was leaning back and that was enough to send me over almost, or I was even standing up straight and washing my hair and I felt like I was going to fall backwards. So they have no core control. They have no normal neutral position. Theirs is very far forward. With the Tai Chi, you're able to, again, focus on the posture, encourage them to be more upright, being standing or sitting position. And then having them flow through the movement. So they're throwing their body weight around very slowly, but they're having time to react to that. Thus, you're slowly encouraging their body awareness and their fall control against these little perturbations or throw-offs to their movement. And in terms of arthritis, how do you sell that to a patient where we know part of the solution to arthritis is movement, but movement for the arthritis patient equals pain? How do you work with a patient like that and try to convince them that putting weight or stretching that arthritic ankle is actually going to be good for that arthritic ankle? Yeah, I think a key component is kind of acknowledging the fact that there's going to be some sort of pain with arthritis, no matter what you're doing with them, but then encourage them for the fact that there's ways of settling it, but still getting you to move. I've routinely also had conversations with people with the fact of, like you said, the more you move, the better but yeah, it's painful. My reference to that is joints like movements and they kind of refresh themselves with movements, kind of flushing the system, so to speak. So if you're not moving anywhere, you're getting kind of a stagnant pond of material in there that's not getting flushed out. Then that encourages pain, which makes you move less. And then just a vicious cycle starts. But if we can make them feel empowered to move, then it starts breaking the cycle and actually calm their pain down with that. Part of that, again, can be the unweighted situation for sitting versus standing or just modifying the impact that they might occur with it. Explain to me how Tai Chi helps patients independently manage their own care. Back to my course, they emphasize this a lot. Like they would show us the movements, present it what it should look like, but they never technically touched us to put us in these positions. They said a lot of it's kind of self-independence powering. You do the best that you can do, even if you're starting you have point one and your main goal is to eventually get to two steps forward in the process. It's a never ending growth essentially with Tai Chi. So you never really perfect Tai Chi. 
Nope. Nor is it ever inherently flawed. Anybody's performance mm-hmm. is never inherently flawed. It's just yep. where you are in terms of your body. Yes. Yep. You exercising and learning you. And how does Tai Chi translate to different age groups? Is it something that anybody can do? Oddly enough, what I found out when I was digging into the historical part of it, and um, the class explained this as well, too, is that unlike here, it's essentially a form exercise that's passed down to the generation. So it's like a family event, basically, that they can learn over there. You definitely don't see that as much around here with our culture. So you get more of these sporadic breakaways of people who are interested in Tai Chi, so they start exercising. So I've seen anywhere from like a teenager all the way up to an 80-year-old doing it or showing interest in it. I mean, I live in the region here near Midland, go to the parks, and there's classes out in the park, whole spectrum of people, no specific age, just doing out in the grass together. A random person will even jump in, including a toddler I've seen do that. That was kind of amusing. <laughs> <laughs> they were having fun, though. And you talked a little bit about the founder's story and how yeah. they went from childhood arthritis to actually teaching classes. Mm-hmm. What are some of the success stories that you've seen in your practice using Tai Chi? I've had a chance to use it a lot on my fall and balance patients. Back to the postural training again, that's a huge one, a lot. So kind of laying the groundwork of where they're retraining their neutral position should be from that forward flex position back to a true neutral, starting there and then pushing into more active motion, having them walk around and progress to the Tai Chi movements with more upright posture. I mean, they'll, they'll need to rest off and on, but it slowly builds over time. You mentioned that there's a lot of places, especially in Midland where, well, there are several places in yeah. Midland where people are practicing Tai Chi. But mm-hmm. for somebody like me, who's looking for a class, looking for a mentor, looking at something a little more than a video online, a little more personal touch, where can we go to find a Tai Chi class or a mentor or more resources? The Tai Chi Health Institute has a pretty far webbing out. They do the training courses, not only for instructors, but just for general knowledge through their website. They can establish courses. They are obviously a little bit different currently with COVID situations. So they're focusing in on Zoom meetings, but they also have more smaller group meetings that they can space out as well. I know there's local instructors that I've run into. They were kind of word of mouth that you'd run into in the park, for example. So is it a matter of just doing a Google search to look for Tai Chi resources in your neighborhood? Yeah, it's fairly easy to do that. Like I said, you can do the general search or the Tai Chi Health Institute was a good one to find local sources on. Then you can even contact them and they can arrange if they have a local trainer in the area as well. So it's kind of assisting you make the next step. And I think one of the beautiful things about that is if I have specific issues with a certain kind of mobility or a certain limitation, I don't need to worry about finding a specialist for that because Tai Chi is the specialty for all those issues. Exactly. Exactly. And for those who are questioning the efficacy of the use of Tai Chi, there's actual data associated with its ability to improve your mobility and your prevention of falls. Correct. You'll typically see on average improvements over time, but specifically 50 hours seems to be a breaking point where they start seeing the most improvements. Now, with reference to 50 hours, they kind of left it open-ended on essentially how much you want to practice it. So they reference potentially doing one hours twice a week, which would equal about six months of time three times a week per hour at four months of time. 
So it fluctuates depending on how eager you are to practice, so to speak. So 50 hours is the key. That's what it seems to be, yeah. What is your message for people who are interested in Tai Chi? And what's your best elevator speech for getting people interested in Tai Chi? Any age group would be good just to kind of get out there, start early, like any kind of exercising, build up strength, mobility, core, all that is always good. But kind of our target population with physical therapy, you know, people with the fall risk and arthritis and all that. I mean, just to give an idea of the benefits, I mean, we're looking at per references, a third of adults over 65 tend to have a lot of the fall risk issues. And it's essentially costing the United States about $31 billion per year in addressing their injuries. So if you turn around and look at Tai Chi and how successful it is with treating fall balance and working on the coordination and posture and all that, I mean, there's a good research showing that you're able to drop the cost of it, give people better health, more longevity for their lifestyles to continue and more confidence you know, in being independent because I know that's a big thing as we get older. That is physical therapist Justin Bobick, who sees clients at MidMichigan Health Park in Freeland. As always, if you have a health-related concern, you are encouraged to first consult your primary care provider. If you need assistance finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org doctors. And for more information regarding MidMichigan Health's rehabilitation services like physical therapy, visit midmichigan.org slash rehabilitation. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Check back again real soon for another episode of Health Dose.